From the Public Relations Global Network, this is PRGN Presents. I'm Adrian McIntyre. And I'm Abby Fink, president of HMA Public Relations in Phoenix, Arizona, and a founding member of PRGN. With public relations leaders embedded into the fabric of the communities we serve, clients hire our agencies for the local knowledge, expertise, and connections in markets spanning six continents across the world. Our guests on this bi-weekly podcast series are all members of the Public Relations Global Network. They will discuss such topics as workplace culture, creative compensation and succession planning, the importance of sustainability and environmental, social and governance programs, crisis communications, and outside of the box thinking for growing your business. For more information about PRGN and our members, please visit prgn.com. And now let's meet our guest for this episode. This is Gambor Jelinek, the executive director of the Public Relations Global Network. I'm based in Budapest, working at out of Central Europe. Started my relationship with the PRGN network as a network member from my country, Hungary. And in the past five years, I've had the luck of serving this network and these wonderful people in this in this network. So I have had the opportunity to be part of the network for. 30 plus years now with our agency here in the um, Arizona out of the United States. And I can remember the conversation that happened when a small group of public relations agency owners in the United States who had created um, or were part of a network and, and the network was changing and the individual offices were no longer required. And the agency owners said, but we, we like this idea of having colleagues across the country, at that time it was just the U.S., that could help us out if we need it. You know, this was long before we had the ability to, you know, do work in other markets easily. You really had to have boots on the ground to be able to do that. And out of that conversation grew a network that now has 55 plus agencies around the world and an executive director that, you know, keeps us all in line. So I often talk about uh, when I'm meeting with clients and and ex- sharing the information about our agency, but talk about our our global reach. And it's a real interesting conversation. And and I know you have this opportunity when you are speaking with all of us as agency owners, but really when you're speaking with uh, prospective members that might be considering joining a network. So talk a little bit about you know really what the value proposition is to an agency for considering joining a network where one of the top five in the world? And why would they consider, you know, linking in with their colleagues from around the world? That's a very good question, Abby. And, and obviously, as I'm, as I'm uh, playing an important role in, in the recruitment of new members and then onboarding the new members once they, once they get admitted to the network. And, and frankly, when, when, you know, when they decide to leave for whatever reason, uh, uh, I speak with them about uh, uh, very often and, and and very deeply about the reasons of of, of uh, you know being in a network and the benefits of uh, of a network. And and I must say, over the past few years, I've I've realized that this is kind of a journey. Every agency comes to a network like this with you know with a dollar sign, you know, with with business in mind saying, okay, I'm joining this network and I'm going to get a lot of business out of this. I'm not saying it doesn't happen because our members 
refer about $5 million worth of business every year. That's a good chunk of money. So not say it doesn't happen. It just, it just happens slower because for good business, uh, to be able to do good business, you need to have friends. And this network is represented in more than 30 countries through our members who are present in more than 70 cities and locations. To be able to work with, with, with somebody on a different continent in a totally different time zone, um, uh, sitting in a totally different climate on the same day, uh, uh, with a totally different cultural background, you have to have the peace of mind that that person is sort of a friend or as close as you can get to that. And, and that's, that's the journey that the, that the members, uh, and the prospective members go through. First, they come with the, with the business expectations and they realize that they can achieve their, those goals if they make friends in this network. And that is especially true about PRGN because, um, uh, because this is a, a network based on, on exclusivity, which means that we only recruit and keep one agency from a, from a market at the same time, meaning that there are no competitors in the room. We have multiple agencies from the US, but they all are in different uh, uh, markets. They don't get to compete with each other. And in the other markets, it's basically per, per country, uh, one agency per country. That creates a very close and, and I must say an intimate atmosphere where, where members talk very freely about their business, about their headaches, about things that they are tired of and things that they see as possibilities and, and can't tell if it's a real possibility or it's just a dream. Um, this is a community where they can openly, uh, uh, talk about that. But again, you can only do that with friends. And, and another as aspect that I really like about PRGN is that, is that we put a big emphasis on, on bringing people together. Um, as you were talking about the, the, the start of the network, Abby, um, you know, that the whole thing started with, with, with these people just getting together for, for in-person meetings. And still those in-person meetings are the backbone of our, uh, of our network. Uh, our members come together twice a year for now. These are more like conferences. Uh, but the real purpose is to spend a couple of days together so that people can become friends, can share intimate information and sensitive information. Uh, they get to know each other's spouses and children. And, 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 you know, this means that if any of them have an issue, of a problem, they can they can pick up the phone and call each other and ask for help. And one more thing is, and I think this is probably the most valuable uh, aspect of of uh, uh, becoming a member of a network like PRGN is, as they say, it gets lonely at the top. Even you know the savviest entrepreneur needs from time to time to have peers to talk to. To, to, to share, uh, uh, you know, second thoughts and, and, uh, you know, f feelings of insecurity or, 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 you know, hopelessness or sometimes just vent, you know, which we often see at the, at the meetings that, you know, our members just take the moment to vent to somebody who understands because, because that person is from the same business. And that is very valuable for, for business owners. I, I must say, I've seen this over the years. I was going to say the same thing that there is, you know, we went into public relations to be a practitioner 
We got very good at what we do as PR counselors and practitioners, and as a result, have worked our way into this role as an owner, a business owner, and to have a a group of individuals that have shared a similar journey and have similar challenges. And I think no matter where you are in the world, there are the same kinds of challenges that that happen. And to have, as you said, this very close-knit group of individuals that understand it, have probably gone through something similar or will be going through it eventually. And so to have this conversation with with people that will understand it, but really have your best interest at heart. That and and because there's not a competitive nature there, they're willing to share those things and really open up and offer advice and recommendations and such that um, that come from a place of um, not only the experience, but because they honestly care about the success of their their colleagues in the network. And and that it's a very valuable component. And I think at least for me is I actually put that above, you know, the potential new business opportunities, because you can't get those if you don't have this other trust factor you know, up at the top, it's much easier, as you said, to refer business when you already know, you know, the the ins and outs of those organizations that you're talking about, and you've met them and you've interacted perhaps with, you know, their their extended leadership team and such. And it's a very simple thing to say, I have a colleague in fill in the blank market that I'd be happy to, you know, share those resources with. And I I often talk about that um, this is, you know, becomes my board of directors, right? These are the people that I can, you know, rely on that that are really vested in my success in a different way than maybe my friends in, that here locally that, you know, still want me to be successful, but may not have the, the same kind of, you know, insider knowledge that our, that our colleagues do. So how does a, um, someone that might be interested uh, in in becoming a member of a network, how do they prepare themselves for that conversation? You know, what what makes a good member? When are they ready to, you know, engage in a conversation to join um, a network like PRGN if they're sitting and considering the options for what that might look like for their own agency? I think um, I could be I could be citing you know metrics and numbers and size. Uh, that that you know might make an agency uh, eligible uh, for for uh, uh, being a member, and obviously we have those as as uh, expectations and criteria. But I think but I think it's really on the mental side where where, where this uh, where this is uh, uh, decided, and and that's an openness, uh, openness to other cultures, openness to to understand other people. Frankly, I'm, I think PR people talk more than they listen, and I think in a group like this, you know, you have to, be, you can be successful only if you can also listen and and understand the other party. Because as I said, you know, our members come from more than thirty countries, you know, more than seventy cities, uh, six continents, uh, very different cultures and languages and and cultural backgrounds, and. Everybody obviously speaks English in this network, but uh, 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 you know the the culture in the background really really interferes into into how people people say things or or express themselves, and and you have to be open and you have to be listening and you have to be understandable 
uh, uh, to to those people and and try and understand where they're coming from and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to say. Gabor, it occurs to me that one of the unique and wonderful things about a network like this is something listeners can actually experience through the episodes of this very podcast. I mean, we're featuring members from around the world, and you can hear the nuance of their insights into PR and marketing communication in their different markets. And the camaraderie that you're talking about, I simply want to say, as the owner of a communications firm who's not in PR, but who has worked closely with many PR agencies, it's been fascinating for me to see that play out as I've been at some of your events and interacted with many PRGN members. But it's the unique insights and opportunities that I want to hone in on. Imagine for a second that you're a public relations agency owner who now has as part of your close-knit network, both for the kind of business advice that you're talking about, but also for collaboration on client projects. Imagine you have a Gilbert Manirakiza in East Africa, an Andy C. in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, an Alison King in Toronto, an Alexandra Denitsa in Romania, a Hanan Kamir in Israel, Dominique Bicard in Argentina, a Michael Diegelman in Germany, and so many others that you can hear in the episodes of this podcast. What would be possible? In terms of the type of campaigns that you could deliver, the the level of client service and impact that you could have, do you have some examples that you might share of some of the interesting collaborations that have happened between PRGN members that simply could not have been done if they were only separate independent agencies? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I was going to say when when I said that that the new members go through a journey of understanding that. For them to get to the business part, they first have to make friends and and first have to understand their partners in this uh, uh, in this network. There's another journey, uh, and again, it's a mental journey of not just sitting and waiting for business and waiting for oppor- opportunities, uh, but actually building them. And this is what a network like this is great for. That it's it's like a little lab, um, and you you can. Um, um, how do you say? Uh, you can you can go into an experiment with friends, and that should give you some kind of security. You know, even as an entrepreneur, you you start new things, but it's good to have that uh, little cushion, and good to have those friends who tell you what's nuts and what may be a crazy idea, but still might be able to work. Um, um, and a great example of that is is uh, uh, is what I very often uh, cite is the global ESG monitor that was started by our member. You mentioned Michael Beagleman, <clears throat> based in Germany. Uh, he's uh, he's the owner of Comedius, an IR agency, and they started uh, this this monitor, this uh, comparison of ESG metrics of of, of the largest companies in the, in the globe. And and I think Michael was partly able to succeed with this is because is because he had many members in our network that he could talk about this, experiment with the idea together with these other business owners in other markets, were able to give him feedback and some of them even joined him. We have now about a handful agencies participating with him in this in this global uh, uh, effort to compare the largest companies on their ESG performance. And I'm sure that, 
I know Michael very well, and he's a very uh, um, uh, he's a very talented entrepreneur, and I'm sure he would have succeeded alone. But I think his his success with this initiative is is really great because he had many many members that he had a chance to speak with, get some peer feedback, and even get some partners in the end. Well, and that you know that speaks well for that the understanding of of your colleagues around the world and what where their interests lie and their you know where they would be willing to partner and participate together and share information, share resources, support you know the effort. And I think that's you know that becomes part of the conversation we have you know when we are when we are when we're talking with clients and we are either either current clients that are looking to grow and expand and we can share that we have resources for them you know wherever they might happen to go or if we're having that conversation with a prospect that you know that we I identify there's opportunities for them you know we we say we have colleagues anywhere you need to be and and they're like us only there and that opens up an awful lot of opportunity for creativity and conversation and really helps, you know, an individual agency talking with their individual client understand the the global world we operate in and that, you know, we have access to this really powerful group of individuals and information and resources and knowledge, you know, whether or not it's a formalized partnership with one of our network partners somewhere, we have access to information that is valuable, you know, to to the clients and the prospects that we're talking to. If I'm the marketing or communications director, VP or CMO even of a brand or a corporation, looking for outside support with a campaign or with, uh, you know, looking for a new agency of record for certain things. Is there a difference between me considering to hire an independent PR firm who's part of a network like PRGN versus hiring a PR firm that may be part of one of the large holding companies? Is there an experiential difference in the relationship, in the quality of work, or anything that I might need to be thinking about as I'm looking for outside PR counsel? Uh, would you be would you be needed, needing that as uh, in your local market or in multiple markets? Well, I mean, local for sure. I think that's where most of the clients are, in fact, searching. Um, but I imagine that with the global reach of PRGN, there's going to be a multinational dimension to this as well. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I was going to say if it's if it's an outreach that is across borders, then then a, a huge differentiator is that. Uh, when you bring together these independent agencies under one network, um, and and then the work involves multiple markets, you can always be sure that the first person to pick up that assignment in another market will be the principal or one of the partners in the firm. So you'll be treated at the highest level uh, because this is how the network works. The members in this network are are the agency principals and the partners in, in the firms. So these friendships and relationships are made at a very high level. Uh, when I worked at a multinational agency, uh, things were much more practical there, which meant that the top talent was not always involved in 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 you know in deploying the campaigns or 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 planning them or localizing them. So I would say that that's. That's definitely a, um, 
a big uh, a big differentiator between between network members and and multinational agencies. You've mentioned uh, the journey a couple times um, as it relates to being in the the network, but you you had your own journey and and were part of an agency as you mentioned that was a member of the network, and then took on um, this opportunity to wrangle us all together and and work with us individually. <laughs> Talk a little bit about how you, how you ended up here in the in um, you know the public relations industry and and, and eventually serving in this very important role for our network? Well, it was a couple of transitions and we can call it the journey as well. I was an, I was an English major uh, uh, and, and, and basically, you know, I was interested in the English language and whatever may come out of that. And, and in, in a month or two, I found myself, you know, at, uh, at the editorial desk of the Budapest Business Journal, which was, you know, I got into journalism without any formal degree in journalism. And I got into a business journal without any formal, uh, uh, you know, education in business. So I learned how to be a journalist first of all. Then I learned about business over the years that I never that I never studied in in in, in university or or, or school uh, at all. And you know, uh, doing it in a hard way. You know, doing interviews with CEOs and and uh, uh, of large companies or banks or, or, or you know, even uh, a couple of the uh, couple of the secretaries or ministers of, uh, of, uh, of the government at the time. So, uh, you know, that, that, was, that was a strong transition and I enjoyed it so much. And I, and I thought, okay, business is, is much more interesting than I thought when I was young, younger. Uh, why don't we get a step closer to it? And that's, that's how I went into uh, uh, the agency uh, business, and I have to say, you know, the agency business is really a hardcore Wild West type of uh, <laughs> business environment uh, because you know you're the small firm. Uh, most of the most of the PR firms are are small in size, and and even and even revenues. My my one of my former bosses used to say, uh, uh, I was first I was working in a in a multinational uh, agency group which had advertising, media buying, and PR. Uh, and other uh, uh, types of uh, communications agencies under one umbrella. And he used to say, you know, the ad guys, um, we admired the ad guys for their sales. They admire us for uh, uh, the profits. Uh, you know, small is, uh, small is beautiful in the, uh, in the PR business. You're a small business, uh, uh, but you're, you're much more in control of, of what you're doing. Uh, your profits could be, could be higher. But always, you're 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 the small guy going to the big guys. Obviously, the PR services are mostly used by the top companies of every of every country or market. So so it's always this unproportional relationship, and and I think that's that's very very exciting. It was just as exciting for me as as being a journalist. You know, being on a different story every day or every week, or or uh, being able to look into different. Uh, industries, the same happens at, at the agency side, uh, that, you know, you serve multiple clients at the same time, you are, uh, uh, you have to keep up with different industries at the same time, uh, because your client, clients come from those industries and they expect you, you to understand not just their business, but the, but the broader environment, then it may be, you know, um, an F&B company and the next day it's an energy firm or a utility or a telecoms firm. And sometimes it's a consumer facing project. Other days, it's more like 
coaching the CEO on 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 how to go on uh, on an interview. So that was really that was really in, interesting and exciting. And as a part of that, um, that agency came into PRGN now more than ten years ago, and uh, and I was the one bringing the agency to to the network. And you know, I just love PRGM from the first moment. And and when there was a there was an opportunity uh, that I could that I could apply for for being the executive director, it was it was not uh, you know not not a second wasted to 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 think about it because you know I just love the idea of this network, um, uh, the spirit of this network, and most importantly, the people in this network. Thanks for listening to this episode of PRGN Presents, brought to you by the Public Relations Global Network. We publish new episodes every other week, so subscribe now in your favorite podcast app. Episodes are also available on our website, along with more information about PRGN and our members at prgn.com.